0: Welcome to episode 450 and 1 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little, along with me as always is the man sitting across the table from me. No more about the scary hat. Substituting the scary hat is the overpriced gas station Texas Chainsaw Massacre t-shirt that I am assuming he isn't wearing in honor of the most recent video game release of what I just said is Russell John the Fisherman. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
1: I did. I am. Hello. How are you all doing? And happy birthday.
0: Oh, thank you so much. How's uh, how's the game? Uh, it's okay.
1: I had fun. I had a three stars. I had an issue with it. Um, I have Game Pass on Xbox, so I could just play it for free, which was perfect. I installed it on my Xbox One. And then I was trying to play with friends, and I'm like, hey, I don't see a cross-platform thing here. So I Googled it, and it's like, hey, if you have Xbox One, those are the only people you're playing with.
0: They don't have cross-platform for Xbox, for One, Xbox One. Or PlayStation 4.
1: So if you're not on the up-to-date platform, um, you're just you're playing with the other losers like you. Well, uh, Madden is cross-platform. <laughs> well, what I did is I came up here on the computer and installed it and I played it. Uh, not a big keyboard and mouse fan. Um, the game's cool. It's very different from Dead by Daylight. I can't imagine
0: switching over those permanently. Why don't you get more friends on Xbox then? I don't, that's I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't, you need more uh, Xbox friends in your life, dude. Making
1: homies with like 12-year-olds <laughs> doesn't seem cool for no, me right that's now. That's fair. Yeah. Fair. Hey, you want to play GTA Five?
0: Dude, I gave up on GTA Five.
1: Oh, you were playing it for a minute. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it sucks. I don't know. You look cool.
0: You had a cowboy hat on. You're gambling. No, my guy looks sick. I gave my guy a perm, as well. So he looks like he looks like Mads Mikkelsen and Gene Wilder.
1: Oh, I'm into it.
0: Yeah, my two idols. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them is Oksana's idol, Mads Mikkelsen mm-hmm. or Gene Wilder. I love Gene Wilder, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're going okay, out of okay. way. Yeah, I know. From Atlanta, Georgia. It's Randy Michael Statt wearing a, Randy, what are we calling it? Are we calling this a, 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 are you just using a, a shirt as a jacket or is that in, in fact a, a shirt jacket? Uh, It's like a shirt jacket. It's pretty light.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, I like I got a shirt that. jacket.
0: You like a shacket?
2: A shacket. Love a shacket.
0: <laughs> Love shack <laughs> it. Yeah. And happy birthday. Thank you so much. What is that? Uh, Where'd you get that? Old Navy. Bugle Boy.
2: No, this is from a local company uh, called Elkhead Clothing in a Pond City market. I actually bought it the first time I came out here for work, like uh, before I moved out here. So like three, four years ago, something like that.
0: Russell Brand is buying local. I know.
2: It's starting (laughs) to fall apart. It was a kind of pricey (laughs) shirt, I will admit, but uh, it it was made pretty well, and I've worn it a ton, and it's just now starting to uh, fall apart a little bit, but it's still got some life in it.
1: Fashionably? Does it look good falling apart?
2: Yeah, I like a little bit of, uh, you know, distressed-looking clothing, you know? It's okay. Are you in distress?
0: (laughs) Always, Yeah. I do like that it, it has a um, sort of um, uh, sort of a pet, pastiche of uh, a Vietnam trauma to it. Yep. Yeah, I was there in the, uh, the war back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying it looks very sort of Army Surplus vibes. Sure. I'm down okay with that. that. Russell, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, you're right. I think it's the color. It's got that, like, army green, but, like, the dark end. Well, we all know that Randy's a patriot. I just am surprised that you could see that color. I thought green was the one that you had the issue with. Oh, I don't know if it's green or brown, but (laughs) I know it's
0: one of the two. All right. Dude, you know it's tricky, like, on the camera and stuff. Well, Randy, all right, help me out, Randy. What... (laughs) Uh-huh. What is the color of your t-shirt? Is that like black, but there's some stuff going on?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's like a heather gray. Okay. It's got like a little bit of a, you it's know, textured. texture of different, yeah, different yeah. color, sort of.
0: Okay. All right, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I God. Can I be very honest? His uh-huh. right shoulder looks green and his left, uh, what's this called? Like at your tit- lapel. Yeah. His left lapel Is that a lapel? looks green. I think it is. Wait, or brown. What did I say the first time?
1: Yeah, I get that. There is a little bit of like a color distortion going yeah. on. I think it's just light.
0: I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to settle. I'm going to settle. Oh my God. I'm going to say brown. <laughs> is it brown? No, it's like a dark green. Okay. Thank you so much. You were right though.
1: In the beginning with the army comparison.
0: Yeah, I was like, okay, that's army colors.
1: Whether it's green or brown, I don't fucking know. So what are you doing for your birthday? Do you have any plans?
0: I'm doing this. We record for five hours every Sunday. Oh, okay, cool. That's what I'm doing. We
1: should have brought a party hat up. My mom is here watching Cliff, and she did make you some blueberry turnover. She texted me last night. Oh, that's very sweet. She was like, I made Clark some blueberry turnover. I think they came out bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, your dad had one, and he said they're good. But she was unconvinced. Perfect. Yeah. So they're down there. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Laura.
0: That's very sweet.
1: Yeah. I, on the other hand, got you nothing except for love. I, that's all I need. I know. I felt like I could do no right. The Beatles told us that. So. I know. And you bought yourself two video games. So I'm like, I, I did. think you're covered.
0: That's why I had to cram today. Uh, by 11 o'clock this morning, I have watched. I watched two full feature films and took two shits. <laughs> In what order? I I think it was like altering. Oh, cool. Uh, In fact, it got to the point where I was watching a movie and shitting. (laughs) Really? Yeah. How? I transferred the movie to my iPhone. Okay. I didn't
1: know if you brought a bucket in the room or something. I
0: thought about bringing my (laughs) laptop, but I'm like, "Ah, I can just put it on my phone.
1: I do have a... uh, Saves a lot of time. Do have a current homeless friend who asked if I had a bucket, and I did. So I brought it to him. So this would not be foreign territory for my life in 2023. Bucket, bring
0: the bucket. (laughs)
1: Exactly. That's what they say. Well, there is one gift I can offer you, and that's a short episode today. Yeah? Yeah, and I can commit to that.
0: We've been are down this road yeah, so but many times. It, here's the obstacles, the beginning. Also, also, we we did this. Also joining us from behind the wall, Oksana oh. Valerinova Osachi. You fuck it up every time because you bring too. her in too early, I I and know. it throws my timing off. Yeah. Oksana, how are we we it? That's why there
3: was a, a delay before
0: I said anything I you was know, supposed to be. I'm looking at pictures of uh, blueberry turnovers, and they look amazing.
1: Okay, but they're not my mom's, though. No, I did see them, and they did look <laughs> really good. I was about
0: to, did, you post did you take pictures of it and then put it on your own social media and then went on it on the show to make to have something to talk about? Yeah. If so, good job. I like Yeah,
1: my mom um, got the uh, hip-hop barbecue shack that we talked about. She's been supplying them with pineapple turnovers. Okay, so if you go down there and buy that, that's from my mom now, and Pineapple
0: uh, upside down
1: cake upside yeah. down. I don't know anything. yeah, and food just magically comes out of the the I almost call it the bakery, the <laughs> kitchen, and I'm just always happy. um <laughs> yeah, but she's not a fan of blueberries, so she was like, "I'm going to do it. I love blueberries. I know you do that's what. that's the one thing I told her. I was like, "I don't know he likes blueberries," and she went, "Oh, okay, and then, yeah, I don't know. we'll try that out later. Well um, that was very sweet. So yeah, I'm committed. We can do this one quick, so you can get back
0: to your game. What are you playing? F one and Formula One. Well, I bought. I, I, look here's. I, I'll go ahead and admit it. I am now a a 37 year old man, uh, and I I'm I know that Madden has become a game for oh, children no. now,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I I know it was a mistake. No, but but I did my research. Okay. I put my trust in a couple of, of Madden YouTubers. Oh, God. And, and I, saw, I saw the proof is in the pudding. I saw it. The video said the top five things Madden has this year and the top five worst things. And the number one, they redid franchise mode. And that's what I care about. And franchise mode, and they, they haven't touched it forever because it doesn't make them money. Yeah. Make, what makes them money is the Madden Ultimate team fantasy thing for children dumb wait okay what do you mean why is it for kids because that's what it's turned into that's who they're marketing and that's and because it, it is just madden has just become a money machine for add-ons gotcha. and extras and they and the gameplay is embarrassing it is horrible how bad it can be um and also Within an hour of playing it, it crashed twice. Oh wow. Um
3: okay.
0: like it it does it's it's slow. The gameplay is still very bad. Um weird. It's and all ex- all that's the yeah. afterthought because that's all EA cares about. Now, conversely, the other game I bought was Formula One's new game. I haven't I I haven't bought a F one game and I think maybe I think I didn't buy last year's, I think I bought the year before. So I wanted to do it because also they had the, the Las Vegas track is in there. Oh, now. rad. So yeah. I was like, okay. And also I haven't raced the Miami track either. So wanted to do that and, you know, new drivers, new teams, yada, yada, yada. Well, the developer of the Formula One game is a uh, UK company called Codemasters. Well, guess who bought Codemasters? EA Sports. Oh, shit. So we, this is the first EA Sports Formula One game. Let me say. I think it may be the best game they've done. Oh, rad. It's, they cleaned up the weird stuff. Um, but it's still very much, I was concerned that the, the format of that game and, and the menus is very different from how Madden and EA and, or even, you know, MLB, the shows format. It's, it's, so it's it's also it's it's kind of like learning a different language, but they didn't change all that. It's it's still very much the game that we're used to, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the graphics may be a little worse.
1: It, does it still look like homework? Playing the game?
0: <laughs> well, I like to I like to do all the paperwork stuff. Like I I I don't um, I don't get it wrong. I I play the game, but I don't. My focus is I play the game to do a, to kind of like break up the monotony yeah. of all the front office stuff I like doing.
1: I am um, completely understand. It's the same style of D and play where it's like you're heavy into paperwork and logistics and yeah. kind of setting up a moment that uh, most people are not into. They, they do a thing called murder hobo where it's just like, you just are constantly fighting it's just combat, combat. And it's like, dude, fuck that. Like, what are we doing? So I understand the whole franchise mode.
0: And that's it. That's that, that is how I have played these games. My whole life It's just you, you build, i am just like building the dynasty. Um, and then tearing it down and starting over. Now, do you play every game or simulate them? I simulate mostly. Okay. I do not play every game. Um, I don't have the patience for that. Also, it's,
1: I don't know. I feel like it's more interesting if you draft a team and do all the paperwork and then let them go. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: No, that that What I'm doing now is like building it and then simulating to like mid-season. Do you make one character?
1: Doing. That's like perfect.
0: <coughs>
1: Sometimes, what's his name? It depends. You don't have a go-to? You don't no. make Clark
0: Little? No. Uh you no. do. I you were smiling. No, I If you made a Clark Little, what position would he be? Quarterback? Well, again, you need to realize that I've been playing these games for most of my life. Yeah. So I've covered pretty much all the bases. Yes. Yeah. Do we have anything else up top? No. One more week till football. <laughs> <laughs> you did? <laughs> Submissions? Yeah, I know. I wrote it down. All right. All I'm saying is that we're one week away from football. We're all very excited. Nope. And prepare <laughs> for more sports documentaries ladies and gentlemen I'm sorry I war- I gave I warned you last week <gasps> I'm giving you a slight warning again this week this is just the season we are in and I I told you last week about the uh, Swamp Kings documentary about the University of Florida mm-hmm. yeah. Urban Meyer Aaron Hernandez Timothy Tebow. well that's next week I got the I got the dates mixed up, so don't have that for you this week. <laughs> also, I learned it is a four-part docu series, uh, and for the Untold Gang, you know that's new territory. So uh, they don't do that. They don't know. That's why I like what they're doing over there, Russell. They don't. They don't put uh, water in everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nice. It's lean. It's tight. 75 minutes and we're done. And, and look at all what we've learned in those 75 <laughs> minutes. But so if they've got to do a four part, brother, they're going to bring the hammer. Oh, they ho- I hope. So get ready. We're going to have some good times <laughs> in the upcoming week's football season is here. Now, <laughs> from what I also understand by reading this uh, document on this giant television screen, Russell, what is this? A, a, a 56 incher? Oh, I don't know. 70? I've never measured it. Randy, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're looking at, so I'm not 50. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is 70. Yeah, maybe. I'd say 70. Uh, reading on the 70-inch television that uh, of seven submissions are open. Russell Loxana,
1: tell me more. Uh, yeah, they opened like two months ago. <laughs> and I've <been> forgetting <laughs> to, to mention it. I did make a little reel online that's been floating around. So if you saw that, you've known. But otherwise, you had no idea. Again, if you have home videos that you could lie and say they're fake, if you made a found footage movie in high school that you're embarrassed about, if you know a friend that made a found footage movie and never put it out, all of which we've encountered before, dude, shoot it over. And if you're like, I don't know if it qualifies, email us. We love to have the conversation, but make something. We're very friendly to first-time filmmakers. You want to add anything, Oksana? Um, no. <laughs>
0: Perfect. We'll see you next week. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess, are we ready to start the show officially then? No, I would say, I just want to say, uh, that, uh, you know, I can certainly attest that, you know, you and the entire team, uh, and you know, the festival is kind of structured that way in a certain way. You know what I mean? It's like the genre itself is also very welcoming to first time filmmakers. And, um, you know, I think that it, it certainly just adds to, uh, you know, the special nature of what's going on over
1: there. Yeah. So don't be shy, go make something. Half the time people don't think they have anything. And then you get a murder death Korea town. And then it's like, Oh, I didn't really think it through. And now I'm going to pull it off all the platforms. And then you have a legendary movie in the making. Yeah. And now you have a filmmaker in hiding. I, <laughs> exactly. All right. You all ready? Let's do it. Let's start the show officially. I will warn you. I I kind of knew the only gift I could offer you was we'll keep it quick. So when David flew in, I told him keep it quick. Oh, boy. He wasn't a huge fan. So everybody, you have to pay close attention. You might be going a little fast here. I don't know what new thing he's hopped up on, oh, but God. all right. Let, let's bring him in. All right. David can come in now.
3: Good morning. It's August 20, 2023, and it's Clark's birthday. Oh, Day two of weekend projects, and the fun work train is rolling. I'll now, for the first time, take the stage here in the dining car, and we will be reciting some words that came to me as I pondered Clark's birthday. In the dim-lit theater of life's strange play, a birthday unfurls and shadows disarray, Candles flicker, casting uncertain light on memories and dreams lost in the night. Faces gather with smiles slightly askew. Moments march on, fading into the blue. A cake stands adorned, a bittersweet delight, echoing years gone by, a silent fight. Birthdays lament, a surreal scene's embrace, where beauty and sorrow find their place in the depths of time's enigmatic art, a year older, yet still a puzzle to chart, everyone. Have a great day,
1: oh, David. That was very beautiful. I did not expect you to bring oh okay. he's gone. Thank you, David. very sweet. I don't know what the fuck he said there. Oh, I heard birthday man. cake. I think it was on brand. birthday's lament. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just needed a sad clown he was he he had great um you know i I, I liked his prose throughout. <laughs> And he, uh, the timing, you know, with the delivery was perfect, but boy, at the end, it seemed like he really had something <laughs> to do and got out of there real quick. I know. I, he didn't
1: like, he doesn't like to be rushed. Man. That's <laughs> <laughs> very nice though. I mean, he got more for you than any of us did. So.
0: That was beautiful. Thank you. Dave. <laughs> All right. Randy, Michael, Stapp. Weekend. Over there in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, you know, we we like to have fun on this show. Isn't that right, Russ? We like to. Yeah. We, Every now and then. You know, we got the gift of the gab. We like <laughs> to, uh, you know, poke around, tease a little bit. And we talk to Randy about, you know, whatever he's going to talk about. It's either going to, you know, be something to do with the Plaza Theater. And now he's bringing back video drones. So, Randy, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, you know. Which direction you're going to take us this week? Uh, neither of
2: the following or neither of the above. I did watch something sort of out of my uh, Q zone, so to speak. Uh, I watched a about? movie slash uh, visual uh, companion to the new Travis Scott album. As it was playing uh, as, at some AMC theaters uh, recently. And I just was wondering what it was. It only had like one show time per day. You Uh, a Travis Scott fan? I'm not. No, I was a big fan of his McDonald's meal, but that's about it. (laughs) What was in the McDonald's meal? I have no idea. I haven't eaten McDonald's in years.
0: (laughs) But, uh, by the way, real quick. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Randy, but do you know, do you know what the new fucking McDonald's meal is now? No. (sighs) I'm going to try to explain this the best way I can, but essentially it's called the as is meal. No, and what it is is it's it's the big mac as is i think it's a 10 piece McNugget as is and like let's say a two cheeseburger as is it's the normal combo of exactly what the what a 10 piece mcnugget meal would be except you get sweet and sour sauce and it has a movie logo on the um sweet and sour uh, lid and it's currently Loki. It's as is pictured in a movie or TV show oh, and it's got, and that's it. It's like, it's nothing new, but they're huh. going to sell it because they're marketing geniuses over there and the world is dumb. Have you bought it yet? No, because there's nothing to buy. I don't like their sweet and sour sauce. They can oh, go me, fuck off. Yeah, I don't either. Hot mustard all day. Although if you do, if you do DoorDash, uh you can get that uh, sweet sweet mac sauce on the side. That's what I'm talking Hell about. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Randy, but uh I had to no, I had to, I had to provide some context on the uh McDonald's yeah, yeah. combo meals.
2: So you may uh, may ask as not being a uh Travis Scott fan why I watched this, well uh you got a bunch of really uh interesting directors that we talk about here quite a bit to contribute to um Pieces of this uh, sort of anthology film slash performance film. Yeah. Uh, so Travis Scott directed part of it. Harmony Korine did part or did uh, a segment and Gaspar Noe, uh, okay. Nicholas Winding Refn, Vladimir uh, Johansson, who did. Um, what did he do? He did Lamp. And oh, uh, a couple other directors that uh, I'm not super familiar with. But uh, yeah that uh, that was very intriguing to see that he got you know some pretty uh, pretty big, big directors um to do sort of uh pieces for this movie so uh basically yeah, like i said it's uh, a a visual companion to his new album uh called utopia and uh essentially the first like 30 minutes or so is uh the best part of this movie essentially there are like four or five maybe six uh different segments that is very sort of like anthology based so essentially you get these scenes of Travis Scott with Rick Rubin talking about music and talking about like his sort of like philosophies and feelings and stuff and in between them having these conversations they will go to uh a short or like a video shot by Refin or a short shot by Noe, um, or whatever. And it kind of like intercuts between those two. Um, so that, there was uh, a lot of like really cool stuff. Um, some cool cinematography. I think they went to uh, Nigeria for part or one of the segments directed by Andrew Dosunmu. Um, that looked really beautiful. Um, a lot of stuff shot on film, uh, the Gaspar sh- um segment, um I think it's also the music video for the track Modern Jam and it's very Gaspar Noe it takes place at a uh, like a club Travis Scott is DJing and then there is just a assault of strobes and colors and everything so it's very 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 Gaspar um which is pretty pretty uh fun to watch and then the Refin segment is also a music video um which I think you could probably just watch solo uh called Del Resto um and essentially there's just kind of like this uh there's this Travis Scott is in the back of a cab, and the cab driver um is wearing like this blue, like sort of like faceless like mannequin mask. And they're just like driving around recklessly like around this uh city and it's shot really cool and it looks awesome. Um, but then the rest of the movie, like I said, about after about 30 minutes, um, it goes into which is also directed by Harmony Korine. Um, it goes into a performance uh where Travis Scott is performing at the amphitheater of Pompeii in Pompeii, Italy. Um and then that is like 10 songs or something like that. So essentially this is like 75 minutes. So that's like the last you know 40 minutes or whatever. And uh can't say I love that part. It looks like it looks cool. It's shot pretty well. It's um kind of insane that they got him to shoot this inside like a big uh you know ancient sort of a uh, amphitheater uh type of thing there's just like a lot of like really big speakers that he's kind of like climbing on and stuff but it's really not that interesting when like he's in this like huge (laughs) amphitheater and there's just one guy just rapping you know and kind of just like walking around so i don't know visually like the stuff like going on like around him there's like a lot of like cool lighting and stuff like that um that like looks pretty rad but uh being not a fan of travis scott's music that part uh, war on me and I didn't realize that that was the whole rest of the film essentially. So I fast forwarded, uh, through a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> it's on YouTube. Damn. Um, yeah. so I, I, I stuck it out for a solid, like 20 minutes straight of the performance before I realized that this is going to be the remaining, uh, runtime of the movie with just him. Oh, this, this whole
0: thing's on YouTube.
2: Yeah, it's all on YouTube now. It did play at AMC for like a sort of limited run for like a week or two. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't see it there because it probably would have wore on me a little bit in the theater. Um, but yeah, there's a, like I said, watch the like beginning 30 minutes or so before he gets to the amphitheater. If you want to see the, you know, stuff shot by Gaspar and Refin and, um, all that stuff. Um, cause that stuff looks really good and it's pretty solid and there's some music in it. Um, and it's, it's not bad. There's some decent stuff in there, but, uh. Yeah, all that stuff's really cool. But yeah, as a whole, I wouldn't really watch this again, but I'd probably watch some of the segments uh, a second time. But now, yeah, it's on YouTube. I,
1: I know the limited theatrical run for films, like Netflix does that so that it can be Oscar nominated because
2: that's one of the criteria, right? What, what, yeah. Is that a similar thing here too? I think he just wanted to do like sort of like an event for his you know fans and stuff and kind of have a, cool thing that you could watch in theater. If you're a fan of his and like you were into the performance segment, I could imagine that was probably pretty cool in a theater on a big screen, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you going to watch Metallica's live from Texas? That is going to be broadcast to theaters live
0: from Joe Rogan studio.
1: (laughs) I can't imagine that they would actually like fuck with him very much or they would have been, Oh my God. Speaking of JRE and metal. Did you ever listen to the Dave Mustaine one?
0: No. Wow,
1: he sounded like a fucking fool on of there. Of course. I love it because you know, the um, persona of Joe Rogan in like mainstream is kind of like uh, alt-right sympathetic and like weird and blah, blah, blah. So when people come in there and they kind of expect that from him and then he's not that, they're kind of caught up. Dude, but he was talking about how he put a hex on a girl and he, he like made her like sleep with him via magic and he was just like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I already knew you were kind of a kook because he turned on our boy. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was worse after listening to that. Damn. Yeah, sorry. That was a tangent I had to explore.
2: All good. <laughs> uh, the second thing that I watched not at the Plaza Theater, nor did I rent it from uh, Videodrome. I rented it on VOD. I think it was a uh, solid, you know, six ninety nine, whatever. Uh Rental is called Medusa Deluxe. Oh, it's uh, Rental now? It is, yeah. It's uh directed and written by Thomas Hardeman. And uh essentially the plot from uh IMDb says it's a murder mystery set in a competitive hairdressing contest. Uh extravagance and excess collide as the death of a cons- of a contestant uh so seeds a division in uh sort of in the community of the uh hairdressers and people there I cut off the rest of it just because uh it went to a a read-all and I didn't hit (laughs) read-all uh but yeah essentially I had heard about this movie from Sundance and there was some you know good reviews and some okay reviews uh but it looked really cool and I didn't realize until 10 minutes into watching it that it was a quote-unquote one take movie yeah um there's obviously some some parts you know where they kind of go into like a dark room and you could tell they cut, um, but overall it is quite impressive from a technical standpoint and the uh, cinematography uh, is really cool and there's a lot of uh, obviously very extravagant uh, like hair and just a lot of really cool like production design here, but uh, I don't know the movie as a whole I wasn't big on. Uh, so it's a murder mystery movie, but you never, you don't see anything, uh, that has to do with the murder in the beginning. Um, you don't really see anything. And then it's very talky like the whole time. Uh-oh. And there's a lot because it, this movie kind of reminded me a lot of Birdman because of the one take. And they're also in this big, like sort of labyrinthian sort of like theater. So there's a lot of like back hallways and like, you know, places where there'd be like trap doors or whatever, um, to like go on on the stage. and so. A lot of the, the scenes, there's a lot of walking and like not a lot happening Ooh, at times. Or the rings. But there's like walking and like not talking a lot of the times too.
0: <laughs> so no sorkin.
2: No sorkin. Yeah, just just, just half half a that. It's
0: a can or a sword? Uh, it's a sword. Sore. Let's call it a sword.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, doing there's some good, good performances <laughs> and like I said, it's a, there's some very impressive technical work there is one uh shot in particular um where they are outside this uh, establishment and the camera which has been you know tracking throughout the entire time is like on the street and then it goes onto like a crane i'm assuming and like goes up and then it like zooms in and then it goes back into the building like from a second story or a third story um which which looked very impressive i can maybe imagine how they may have done it, but it's still, uh, I don't know. It'd be cool to see a little uh, behind the scenes um, of how they shot this movie um, and everything. But uh, yeah, like I said, from a technical standpoint, um, I think it's really good, but I don't know. Overall, the story didn't really do a whole lot for me and I didn't really feel that it really lived up to the, uh, the description on uh, a, on many sites. It makes it sound a lot more, uh, I don't know, like fast paced, but it it felt kind of, kind of slow to me.
0: Now, Russell, I'm going to throw it to you before Randy gives his uh, star review based upon his very, let's call it lukewarm water review. (laughs) (laughs) How many stars do you think Randy Michaels?
1: Oh, I don't know. I had an idea until you threw it to me because now I think you might much like the movie. There may be an interesting twist here that we're not privy to in the beginning.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, So I'm trying to read you now, and it's hard because you're hidden
0: behind glasses. I'm I'm between a two and a half and a three. Oh, I thought you were going to say that he was going to like juke us and go three and a half. No, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna.
1: I think a three. If I... you're thinking two and a half and a three, I was thinking three, three and a half. I was thinking two and a half and three. I'm gonna go. Th- I'm sticking with three. Okay, let's. I'll do three with you now, uh, Randy. Before you put that out there, just uh-huh. from the cover. Uh, you know, I'm reading the book by the cover. I was like, oh, Randy's going to love this shit because it reminded me of Flux Gourmet, which I was not a fan yeah, of, yeah, but yeah. it felt very like in your cue zone.
2: Yeah. Uh, it reminded me, especially just reading about it before I watched it, it reminded me not of Flux Gourmet, but the one before with the dress. Oh, yeah. What the f- um?
1: God, I, I like that movie a lot. I know. I can't, me too. Can't, Peter Strickland, uh, the movie yeah. he did before. Oksana, help in, us. In Fabric? In yeah. Fabric. Good
2: job. It does have a similar, almost 70s sort of look to the cinematography and stuff too. Um, so yeah, that's that's not off at all for sure. So was it shot on film? I don't he, know. I'm imagining Sean not film. just because yeah. of the complexity of doing the you know perceived one take.
1: Yeah, I feel like film's kind of fading away. Like, it used to be a big thing, like, oh, this is a real movie if, like, it's on film. Yeah. And But now I think, like, eh, maybe people don't care anymore.
0: Like, oh, do not tell Christopher Nolan. What about Mission Impossible? Quentin Tarantino. Or I guess I shouldn't
1: talk about that. It should be, like, Oppenheimer or Barbie movies that really crushed it during the yeah. summer break.
0: People shooting film. There's always going to be film, dude. There's always, <laughs> always going to be film.
1: Yeah, but remember back in the day when... um. Uh, who's the director that I don't like that pairs up with Tarantino all the time? Eli Roth. (laughs) Rodriguez.
0: (laughs) Rodriguez.
1: I just remember hearing him saying, Oh, you like film? Cool. I can fake that with digital. And like at the time, yeah, you couldn't. And it was so clear every time people did. And he was like, no, you can't tell. And he's like, I'll tell you right now. You can't tell. And I, at the time, no, you could tell, but now I don't think we could. Yeah. So I'm like, "Ah, maybe, maybe it's done. I don't know. We'll have to call Cody. Anyway, I'm gonna put my money down. I'm locking it in. Final answer: three stars. Three stars,
2: Randy. Yep, you got it.
0: Yay! <laughs> yeah.
1: it. I feel I feel vindicated. I feel cheated somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would be happy, but so
0: Randy. Now, let me pose you this question. Let's uh-huh. say riddle that, me this. Randy. Riddle me this. Let's say I'm a person and I love hair. I love everything about it. Yeah. yeah (laughs) is it gonna work out for me
2: you probably take a little more out of it than i i did yeah oh my god
1: i mean
0: it it looks like there's a a a very nice effort uh with the hair competition it looks uh looks like there's a lot of eye candy here
2: yeah maybe i just wanted a little more uh sort of you know uh not well maybe a little more mystery or a little more uh infighting that wasn't just all verbal like i don't know a lot of times in mystery yeah. you're like you're locked in a room because you're like yeah that's you know a waiting cool for the cops to come in to like figure out Red what's bar. going on and i don't know it wasn't really that wasn't really that tense
1: yeah i don't know i i thought an otter would just really love a movie about hair
0: i don't know i like this daryl da silva guy the guy with the snakeskin jacket in the uh, <laughs> he's gray hair. Bad, he's, yeah. he's cool. He was in, um, Russell, can you click on his profile? He was on a, um, I'm pretty sure he was in a uh, yeah. Guy Ritchie movie. No, Daryl Da Silva. Oh,
1: yeah. How did I miss that portrait? Yeah. Look at this guy, dude. He looks like a clip. Yep, Wrath of Man, standing. dude.
0: He was, in, uh, oh. he was in Wrath of Man. Dude, Hell He's yeah. a cool guy. Daryl Da Silva. Uh, Oksana, can you get his uh, electronic mail, please? <laughs> Look at oh, dude, he's working. Randy, I he was in Atlanta. Up over there. I know, dude. It's I see that. on Hell Street. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy what else you got?
2: Uh, that's it. I just uh, quickly I rewatched Smoking Causes Coughing uh, last night because it's on oh. uh, Hulu now, the Quentin DePew film, which I definitely already covered here, but wonderful, hilarious, uh, absurd movie, and uh, it was just just as great the second time around. The Barracuda story. If you have seen
0: the movie, Ooh. you know what's up. But yeah, it's the best part of the movie. It's great. I still haven't seen it, but I'm glad it's on Hulu as I am currently a subscriber. Wow, Gotta I'm only doing it. that because I've uh, um, the newest season of uh, What We Do in the Shadows is popping and locking. That show is crazy. By the way,
1: yeah, fell off it.
0: I Same. they keep. It's a good show. But they keep going. They, it's getting crazier and crazier. You know,
1: I've come to the um, understanding that TV, where I'm at, because I missed a lot, many years of good TV.
0: Yeah, you really got to be great TV now to no, justify, because
1: there's so much shit to go back for. Oh,
0: justified. Also back. Is it great? It's not great. It's fine. <laughs> I like Timothy Olyphant. He's a cool guy. The Oliphant in the room. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> nice. All right. So as I, as I said earlier um, in the episode, uh, I had to do a lot of uh, work this morning. I had to watch a, the screener for our interview, which you'll hear on Thursday. I watched that screener at 7 a.m. and then shortly after watched the movie that I'm about to talk to you for this week. Um, now, this movie that I'm watching uh, that I'm going to tell you about now um, I did the research last night because I was trying to, it was getting late. It was getting late in the evening, Russell. And uh, even, I would say late in the evening for the average person. Not, not even late in the evening for Clark. Late in the evening for Clark would be 7.15. Yeah. Late in the evening, I'm talking an average 10.30. Okay? It was 10.30 at night. And I was like, I got to figure out what I'm going to talk about this week because I don't Want to talk about more sports documentaries. Did I watch two more this week? Yes, oh I God. did. Were they fantastic? Sure. But I wanted to bring... It was time to get back to our roots, Russell. And What's our roots?
1: Um, Amazon Prime. Tubi. Horror. Oh, that too.
0: Okay. That's, I mean, you know, that's the coal that goes into the yeah. engine, brother. So I had to do something. And you know, and you, you know, you know how it is. You, it's, you've selected your criteria. You know what you want. Yeah. Now what's the battle? The battle is trying to find it in this wilderness of streaming that we have. Right. And also physical media too. I have a lot of options, but I have to narrow these options. I feel like you're about to say something.
1: Yeah. I'm, I know what my journey's like. Well, here's the other problem. If you're watching it for the podcast, because I can yeah. potentially watch anything and given the people I'm watching it with, I would make a judgment call. But for the podcast, I feel a weird pressure to watch something new. Sure. Or like something um, like found footage related, maybe sure. especially because I've been in a dirge of TBR. And I do want to address that. I have been trying to watch the unpronounceable show that Koji did. And I was able to watch the first episode. I had problems with episode two and I felt too embarrassed to reach back out to all these people. I've been annoying to get this bootlegged fan sub show. Yeah. But that should be returning. But yeah, I always feel like then there's also the pressure of what if it's just boring? Sure. And that's the one thing you got.
0: Well, and I feel like you can you can circumnavigate that a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think that both of us are, you know. Uh, we're no spring chickens, so we're a little long in the tooth, as they say. So we can kind of um, figure out <laughs> sometimes if we're heading down, you yeah. know, uh, nothing burger territory. But at the end of the day, sometimes you don't know until you know. Well, do you abandon
1: if you're getting I will whiff? abandon.
0: Um, in fact, I did abandon before I settled on this one. And I wouldn't even uh, – settle is the wrong word. Uh, cause I'm very, I'm very excited to talk about this, but, um, yeah, we're, we're getting there. I'm trying to build the story here. So, um, you know, like I said, a lot of different options there. And yes, I, I also had, I, I put that pressure on me too, of yeah. like, I've got to bring something unique to the table. Um, and I think I have done that today because I was trying to figure out what I was going to select. And then like, you know, Randy, it's like I was lost at sea. And then I see that beautiful beacon from the shore, and I know that I'm almost home. And that beacon was a reminder of Screenbox.com. Oh yeah, because I knew I had to go hard. I didn't want to re-up my shutter. I was like, Do I still have Screenbox? Yeah, I'll throw a quick six dollars. Oh, you didn't have it. Oh, it's five dollars. It's four ninety-nine. Also, you can do like you can pay for like half a month. Oh. Yeah, they have a lot of different options. They're interesting. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. doing they're doing things over there. I kind
1: of uh was pressing um when we had uh, Alex on the show about why even make the platform, but dude, they've carved out their own little lane. And they're, they're getting they're yeah. getting
0: properties. Um in fact, they have gotten um a lot of Severn films. Yeah. They've got a lot of vinegar syndrome films. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've gotten AGFA films, so they're, they're they're shaking hands with the right people. So I think that, um, you know, and, and that is hand in hand on what we do on this show. So uh, that's why I was, uh, it was good for me to get back into the Screenbox universe because I think that uh, they're doing a lot of good things over there. And they also brought this little gem to the table. Uh, I think this movie was uh, Logged under their WTF section Oh, of Which I don't think is uh, fans Of Mark Maron I think it's more <laughs> of uh, what the hell are we watching here Good um, And this is a movie from 1992 Called Star Time I had never heard of this movie I had never seen this poster uh, Russell uh, Describe to our listeners what this poster looks like
1: Um It uh Oh, oh man, you'd think it'd be easy, but it's a little tough. It looks like a regular person wearing a half mask that you would find probably uh, in the cheap aisle at spirit shop. It's a baby mask. It's a baby mask. It's a baby okay. mask. You know the vibe I get though is one that a lot of low-level studio horror films try to emulate, which is like homemade creepy. Where this looks like oh, this is a micro-budget movie, and that that is effectively like not somebody you'd want to meet.
0: Yeah. Um, it does, it, you know, it's got that VHS wash on it and, uh, it's got the classic VHS, uh, sort of text, uh, star. It's got the underscore Yeah. Um, I will say that this is not the aesthetic of the movie. Okay. This is a great poster. I love it. This is a, uh, there, there was, there was money in this production. I mean, I'll say that's, you know, when you, especially in, in apps. That are um you know like a screen box that has a uh, pretty narrow selection, you know what I mean, like they know what they do, they do horror mm-hmm. now there's a lot of different directions within that, and you know the, and that's why there's there's multiple you know horror streaming apps, yeah, because you know it's a it's a it's a large world, but sometimes you know you're expecting sort of uh, one thing and you get something else. And this was, you know, you were a a movie called star time that I had never heard of from 1992 with that poster. I was like, all right, what is this VHS, you know, nightmare that I'm about to see? That is not the case at all. Um, In fact, um, this is if you told me that Darren Aronofsky was uh, inspired by star time when he made, um what's his drug movie? <laughs> <Pie>? Randy. <laughs> I talked
3: over him. It's not pie? It co-
0: No, fucks the the fucking famous oh, Requiem. one. Requiem. Requiem for a dream. Uh there are there are I I mean again, I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh I I could see where there could be inspiration uh there for that. Um, if you look at the screenshots there, you can see that, you know, everything is well lit. Uh, it, it is a professional production. Um, it lo- it, there are multiple locations. Uh, these were great, good acting. Solid there. The storyline. Let's get into <laughs> it. So, a delusional misfit becomes suicidal when his favorite TV show is canceled. An agent promises to make him a TV star if he kills certain people, so he becomes the baby mask killer. Uh, that's a fairly accurate statement of what's happening. I would say, though, that it doesn't account for um, how sort of dreamscape and avant-garde... Uh, and what's other hack words I can use? Uh, <laughs> Lynchian. Lynchian, yeah. No, yeah, you beat me to it. It was coming. Yeah. Um, there's certainly uh, absolute, you know, inspirations of that, um, and and echoes of Vertigo <laughs> oh, <there you> <laughs> uh, that fall into play here. Um, our lead is named Henry Pinkle. Ooh. <laughs> um. Uh, all right, what's better? his his character name of Henry Pinkle or his real name of Michael St. Gerard. I know. Henry Pinkle's strong. I mean, those are both. I mean he won on both of
1: those. but I'm also into um
0: oh, now John P. Ryan is uh, th- by the way, I was looking up. he he is such a character in this movie. and he goes hard in this. <laughs> and he's 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 something he's something to watch. Um his name in the movie is also a winner. He is Sam Bones. Now, he plays the agent that is going to help Michael St. Gerard get on television. And how do you get on television? Well, you kill people. <laughs> now, the other person in this, um Wendy, she plays his um not parole officer so- social worker. Okay. She is his social worker as he almost committed suicide. Uh, he almost jumped off a building. Henry Pinkle? And Henry Pinkle. Did okay. Because uh, he was very sad about his TV show ending. By the way, Henry Pinkle, he's not, he's not well. Let's, just, let's be very <laughs> yeah. clear. He's not well. He's un, he, is, he is unwell. And uh, his social workers, you know, very sweet, trying to help him out and all this. And then he runs into Sam Bones. And he's going to make him a star. I'm going to make you a star. Dude, it's good. The bones are their money. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't i think of that? <laughs> that's a good one um i look i don't want to mm, all right here's the thing i feel like this is a ri i i i could not have had more fun with this i hmm also, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if I'm happy with that characterization because I, I. encourage you to watch it. That's why I'm, I'm trying it, to yeah. be guarded here, because I do want people to watch this. Because uh, I do feel like this is a uh, unsung, uh, you know, gem here. This is an uncut gem we're looking at right here, Randy. <laughs> um, also, oh, can you go back to that scene? I am almost certain uh Russell's pulling up a screenshot, again, on the uh, aforementioned 70-inch t- television that is uh, very inches from my fingertips. Uh, now millimeters. Now centimeters. Oh, I touched <laughs> This This uh, location, I have no evidence of this, but this looks exactly like the Big Lebowski when they go to Jackie Treehorn's house and you see um, him uh, with the pad and you see the guy with the penis on the pad. <laughs> <laughs> The party with the girls and the trampoline. Yeah,
1: I know what you're talking about.
0: Is that's the house? That and they also do an exterior. I, I this and the, also this predates the Big Lebowski by nearly a decade.
1: Oh, you heard it here first.
0: I'm just saying. I'm very interested. I would like to n- do a little bit more research on this movie. Again, I watched it mere hours before this show, <laughs> so I, I, I really haven't um, looked up really a whole lot of backstory on this. Uh, but I'm kind of fascinated. Uh, cause this is, um, it caught me off guard and, and that's, what's going to get my attention. And, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Now, as far as the, the story goes, I mean, I think we end up where we all know where we we're going to end up here to a certain degree. Um, and you can call that a trope or whatever. I mean, I don't think that that's not the point. We knew where it was headed the whole way. The point is there are some really good nuances that, that occurs here that kind of stray from, uh, the sort of canned fight club ending.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay?
0: Like I, you, you, come on, let's just be clear here, but there's some really good stuff here and it's, it it's a strange movie and, um, I encourage everyone to watch it. And uh, I think it's on uh, several different platforms. And I literally heard no one talk about it. So I'm very excited. Start time. Check it out. It's great. I'm, Actually, one person. One person I saw on, on Letterboxd. And it's the one person. If this person doesn't know about the movie, then I know I found something. But this person knows about the movie. So I know I found something kind of cool. But if Tony Pelham oh. doesn't know. If I find a movie and he hasn't put his fingertips on it, I know I'm on something. Because Tony watches everything
1: i would have taken a guess that uh, you're referring to our guests last week i'm robbie robbie one yeah. of the two i'm telling you yeah.
0: if 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 pelham robbie smith haven't seen it boy do
2: i feel good you know who has seen it that i'm seeing on letterboxd oh harry nordlinger
0: i don't follow harry fuck harry. <laughs> what do you gave he give it, it a good one. rating
2: too yeah four. it's a good movie
1: yeah but that doesn't mean harry gives <laughs> to give uh, it a this, good rating
0: <laughs> hey he gave it a four yeah,
1: he gave Skinner five. He
0: I, said and it was also, the best movie in 10 years. Also, the, the, the baby mask is, is good. It's a good killer mask. Um, also, uh, Happy Death Day. A little inspiration there. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe I they know what's up. I
1: hate Happy Death
2: Day. Didn't uh, Ty Seagal do the baby masks for a couple live shows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, that was great. Yeah, that was great.
1: Hills Run Red. That's the baby mask also I always that, think of. There you go. Yeah, that, that one is a traditional slasher, though.
0: And at the time was applauded for it.
1: But I'm, I'm also interested. I
0: will say the focus here is not on the killings either. OK, uh, you know, we get a little blood here and there, but that's not it's it's more about um, the universe that this movie creates. The music is incredible. It has a great score. Um, that's, uh, kind of all over the place, but it is perfect. Um, man, it's, it's just, I'm telling you there was money here and there was attention, and it, it's just, it, it, it didn't have the names that you would, uh, it didn't have the names and it's weird and it doesn't bring the horror that you, that poster is not what you get.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm trying to imagine if I would have like clicked on it, I may have turned it off. Because that poster has it the utility but, title.
0: But it would have pulled you in because you're like, oh, there's there's money here. Yeah, but, you know, the
1: rule breaker is if I'm looking for an in-world camera film and I see Star Time with the, the underscore and that looks like a utility. But also
0: it's 1992. I know. And then you read that and you're like, I don't think we're film footage here.
1: Yeah. Um, not the best comparisons but right when i saw that i was thinking like pale blood did we ever watch that no you uh i i should though yeah you gotta watch it wings hauser's really good in that one and then love object which was kind of like a lower budget less known uh may which yeah a lot of, actually I'd, I'd like to rewatch that movie yeah i'm down i want to watch that one uh yeah star time what'd you give it
0: uh, you know what? I haven't thought about it. Uh, let's do uh four and a half.
1: Well, I I felt like that started as a th- with a three. Oh no no no. Okay. Is it four or five? Four and a half. Is four. That- four and a half. Oh shit. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, um, the director, I pulled him up. Um, then the last the movie he did following this was the Incredible Genie. Oh, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, It looks like a lot of fun. (laughs) Simon is a
0: brainy but bashful 13-year-old who could use a best friend. But when he finally finds one, it turns out to be a 4,000-year-old genie (laughs) whose wish-granting skills need a serious tune-up. Before you can say hocus pocus, Simon and his magic-challenged buddy unleash an out... Click the button.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to pull Randy here. (laughs)
0: pull an outrageous onslaught of wildly off-target wishes attracted the attention of a government scientist with an evil plan. Now Simon is about to learn all that. When the chips are down, friendship is the most powerful magic of all. My God. Written by Anonymous. Checks out. Who also directed... I wouldn't take credit for that either.
1: (laughs) Who also directed Murder, Death, Koreatown. And on and on. All right. um, My turn. Yes. All right, I'll keep this short. I have two movies. One of them is more a day in the life of than an actual review as um, I was working late editing a new uh, Blu-ray Tuesday as he's doing a recap on last year's Uff. And me and Oksana are really trying to punch this one up. And I got a text message. You know, I, t- I took a break. I really get locked in when I'm editing these things. looked at my phone and uh, East Bay cinematographer texts texted me. Hey bro, remember the movie's at nine thirty? You better get down here. And I went, holy shit! <laughs> I looked up to Axan. I'm like, hey, I forgot I'm going to a movie with Jasadi tonight, and it's in a half hour. And uh, I had that moment where you know your life, you have two paths right now, and you could okay. do the thing where you're just like, totally forgot, sorry, dude. Or you could get up immediately and change. And I, I did that one, so I scrambled, got dressed. I was uh, Google mapping the way to the theater as uh, we were going to the Metreon. I'm like, traffic might make or break this thing. It gave me a 20 minute time. I'm like, I could do it in 15. (laughs) So shot down there, ran up. I was tired. Where did you park? In the garage. I didn't fuck around. I just went right to the garage, and um, I called him. I said, "Hey, dude, I'm here. I'm crossing the street. I'm so sorry." came upstairs he said uh don't the lady at the thing's gonna have your ticket because he had i'm like oh my god i have to have a weird conversation with whatever <laughs> and i went up there and I, I was like hey can i get a coffee and they're like we don't have coffee And i'm like oh god yeah no theaters really do it's
0: 9 30 at night unless
1: you're it didn't matter and I, I was like i want to be awake and i'm like okay do you have an energy drink he's like no
0: no, 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 It did matter to AMC. Why would they have coffee at 9.30 PM? Okay. That's what I'm saying to
1: you. Well, they could have gave me an energy drink, okay. they, didn't, they didn't carry any. Yeah. So I went, all right. And I looked around and I saw a giant poster for a green icy turtle drink. Oh, hey. And I'm like, give me the turtle drink. <laughs> and he he looked at me and said, uh, I'm sorry to inform you, but we're out of Pop Rocks. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, I just wanted the drink. And he's like, no, it comes with the Ninja Turtle drink. I'm like, I went, really? <laughs> I was like, have you tried that? Then you're disappointed that you I didn't know. get the full experience. I was like, you should have said shit, dude. Yeah. And then he handed me a cup and he went, oh, you pour it around the corner. And I, it completely burst my bubble because I thought I was getting like a special thing. I'm like, I didn't get Pop Rocks and I got to pour it for myself. So I walk over there alone and I tripped. <laughs> I tripped on the fucking the water mat. You know how, like in a restaurant yes. in the back, they have the raised rubber mat. I almost fucking went headfirst in that icy machine, and thankfully, you know, it was nine forty-five at night. And nobody was around, except that there were a hell of people there, and people came up and tried to help me. I went, "Oh no, <laughs> no. am I am I that old now?" <laughs> like where people come up and they're just like, "Dude, are you okay?"
0: Uh, it is one of the few occasions <laughs> since I've known you where you've been out in the wild all alone. Your own. I know, and what happens? You don't know how to order a drink. <laughs> And then you fall in public. I didn't fall completely. I just
1: tripped and I did, you know, it was like high school. You just, if I pretend it didn't happen, nobody else will. Except, I don't know what the fuck these Gen Z kids are like, hey man, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. A little bummed they didn't have the Pop Rocks, but yeah, I poured it. Then, you know, the icy, it was a lot of liquid. And I'm like not happy with this consistency but i wasn't about to go wait behind those people that tried to help me to get the better pour yeah I not fuck it <laughs> i just went up there then i realized oh i don't have a ticket and i was like wait um i had a ticket and she went oh yeah i know and i didn't even say my name and she handed it to me and i'm like this, <laughs> this is a great night <laughs> i was just like striking out all over the fucking place so I went in there and I saw Jasadi and I don't know. I was getting a vibe like he was kind of annoyed I was late. Like, so then I started like trying to like make it up to him. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? Like, yeah, I, I've experienced <laughs> that from you <laughs> a time or two. And then he was just. But the thing is, he's always chill. Like I think <laughs> yeah. even when he's mad, he's not mad. Yeah. Also, he's a Buddhist. I didn't know that. I recently he revealed that and I oh. rubbed his belly. He was not happy. And I didn't do. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Uh, you come did. on. I know better. Uh, you did. <laughs> so i went up there and i'm like dude i'm kind of pumped and i realized you know i got i started enjoying film like for real reels after i took my three uh 101 film theory courses and the last time i had watched old boy which was back in the theater was prior to that and it was really in my i just got out of high school um nobody was telling me what to do with my life so i naturally was doing nothing and i would watch you know we discovered that Asian cinema at the time was pretty brutal. So I think Battle Royale had just come out no. and we were just in the rabbit hole. Like find anything rough. Dude, I was right there with you. Yeah. I think a lot of people were yeah. and um, old boy, that's how I watched it, which, you know, also, well,
0: you know, Ringu and the grudge and all that shit. Yeah. Like, I, I think that laid down the groundwork too.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of our Takashi Miike, um,
3: yeah.
1: oh, the picture's not here anymore. Uh, a lot of those films, like just brutal. And kind of all I remembered about old boy was the thing. It's like a Shyamalan movie. You remember the ending and how impactful that was. And when I came into it this time, I was, uh, man, it was so nice to kind of watch the film for the first time again, because the craft in that movie, like you can really tell when a genre film is elevated to a point that even like snobs like Randy have to like it. (laughs) It's like the craft is just so good all the way around from like, you know, I mean, I know I talk a lot about editing now because I do it, but so beautifully like edited. The acting's incredible. Just the storytelling, the way that they shot everything, cinematography. I like, how do you forget about that one shot take from that side profile? Oh, the hammer. I completely forgot about it. Oh
0: no, that's all I think. Yeah.
1: I forgot. I mean, um, but the trajectories. Yeah. Like, It was, it was really cool. It's kind of like I got to watch it again. And, you know, instead of kind of retreading the movie, which I'm sure you all have fond memories of the octopus or, uh, you have a friend who tattooed tally marks on his hand because he's so, um, infatuated with the film. But what you probably didn't get when you watched it was a trigger warning opening the film. Oh boy. Uh, from Park Chan-wook. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, it was, it was a little interesting. Because he's like, hey, um, I'm so glad that people came out, which, by the way, out here in the Bay Area, we were seeing this movie at 945 at night at the Metreon because it was one of the only theaters with tickets left. They did one day and it fucking sold out everywhere. Multiple Damn. times.
0: They've been and no, there's multiple showings of this
1: now. And they all sold out. They the were Alamo's all been doing packed. it. Yeah, they've been doing it.
0: There was plenty yesterday
1: morning. But we were trying to get two seats together and it was that level of yeah. Uh, yeah. Um I think the Alamo started adding more because they were doing so well.
0: It was there yeah. So uh Gisani tried to get me to go with yes. Yeah. I told him no. I, even before I knew it was at fucking nine thirty. Because I was like, dude, even weeknight movies, I can't even do anymore.
1: Well, the East didn't, Bay. It
0: didn't 9.30. Get out
1: of here. There were some openings. The reason we went 9.30 was because we weren't sure if Oksana was going to be able to make it or if other people were going to go. And that one had potentially three seats together. Yeah. Not vertically, which Jasadi did pitch one time. <laughs> And I'm like, what's the point if we're all vertically? <laughs> vertically. Uh, but it's fine. And we went out there and tic tac toe. It was packed at 9:45, and it opened up with a trigger warning, and it was very interesting because, much like Old Boy, it was both earnest in its approach and like the serious nature of it was there. And they don't like they don't they don't soften the blow with like uh, destructive humor. But there is dark humor that is like riding along with it. And in this opening, he's like, you know, if you're a huge fan of octopus, (laughs) he's (laughs) like, maybe leave now. He's like, there's nudity, not the kind you're hoping for or expect like that. And it was but he wasn't smiling. It was just very like, I mean it. But if you're laughing, then you're probably the right audience. Speaking of nudity, Star Time opens with titties. Oh, what about (laughs) Dong?
0: No donk.
1: The nineties, They tits. didn't get it. A lot of nips. Okay, well now I'm definitely in. Um, yeah, dude, watching old boy in a theater, in a very public arena yeah. in 2023, yeah. felt a little like naughty. Felt like 2003. Well, it almost felt like the type of freedom that you will not see in cinema anymore. And just like, like there were things that I probably didn't even consider back then, like the way that the female characters were treated in the movie. Like, I'm just like, dude, you don't see this anymore. And I think it's a lot easier to consume when the film is just undeniably great. But like, if you're doing that kind of shit and you end up with a kind of, um, you know, not to name names, but you get in a little like edgelord territory, it gets a little harder to justify. And, you know, you you throw God in your title and then you're like, oh, I don't know if I should be watching this. And then people start conspiracies. Um, but well, the best part about this, which most of the theater did not stay for, was there was a conversation between the director and our favorite interviewer, once again, Nicholas Winding Refn.
0: Oh. And it, this was- I was going to say, um, fucking what's his name? The Edgar Wright? Edgar Wright. Yeah. He
1: was the last one. Me and Oksana had that conversation too. But Refn, this was so weird and- where my brain was at at the time, I was completely infatuated with the film. And I went, you know, I should record this for the show. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think the subtitles will show up on the audio file. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I guess I won't. And it was cool because they had a friend vibe. I guess they had met before and talked a lot about it. But Refin, you know, he talked to him about like, if you could revisit this movie now, is there anything you would change? And in my mind, because of the uh, comedy forward, that's what I tell people. Comedy forward show we do, we get in a little dicey territory. We get waist deep in it. Dicey. We get in trouble sometimes on this show. I was I was instantly thinking, oh, he's asking him like, would you remove the incest, <laughs> or like, would yeah. you maybe if you're away from like rape or like. Uh, and he went, yeah. There's there's a a thing that uh, it bothers me a lot. And he said the interior of the main villain was not done. He was like, if I had more money, I had this idea where his pool wouldn't just be these little canals that ran along. There would be a broader pool that would push up against the exterior window and the window would come down below the pool, kind of like a fish tank looking out at the city. And he just went into this deep, not, not a PC word in there. He was just like, no, there was a visual thing that I've had a beef with forever. And, uh, that's what you want to hear. I know. And I was just like, thank you. That uh, Yeah. I just love all that technical shit because <laughs> well, it made me feel stupid. Yeah. It made me feel dumb for thinking, oh, he probably would change this. So people wouldn't get mad. I'm like, no, he didn't give a fuck. And then he also, he asked him about the, um, the one shot with the hammer. And he said, like, how did you prepare for this? And he said, honestly, we had a lot of, um, setups. We were not going to do a oneer." And he's like, but I'm lazy. <laughs> And I got there and they rehearsed it. And I said, we're going to do a one -er. (laughs) we're just going to get it done. And he said, the lead was so tired before they were even done that he laid on the floor exhausted. And he's like, that's what I need. It's got to have that energy and we're just going to capture it. And y'all are doing a great job. One take. So he said, honestly, he literally was just, no, I'm lazy. (laughs) I just wanted to get it done. So it was incredible. Um, As somebody who likes to give a lot of five-star ratings to movies, every now and then I get checked a little bit with a film like this. And I'm like, you know, I wish I would reserve that, like that special plateau for a film like this. So was this a 4k restoration?
0: Was it? It was the 20th anniversary, I believe. And a 4k restoration. Yeah. Yeah, It was both. So are they going to, so are they going to do it like a, uh, they're going to release it.
1: Yeah. I I believe physical media too, which is where I'm going to hope they come with a little octopus that you can bite into and it will grab your face while you're doing (laughs) it. Um, also, maybe it comes with like a little thing that you could hypnotize your friends with. Oh, hey. that'd, be a, that'd be a cool little prop. Yeah, so again, I know a lot of you give me flack for giving everything five stars. Comes in a twin pack with visitor cues. Yeah, there <laughs> just, just know that I understand there are films that rise above, but um, I also think that we hold back from like perfect scores because you can watch a movie and have a fucking perfect evening even if the film is The Room. I hate to break it to you. Um, but yeah, you all know about Old Boy, and I honestly, I think I went longer than I wanted to.
0: So three stars, yeah, <laughs> two
1: and a <laughs> half. It was tough. Also, that I last thing that framing of <gasps> Reffin and Park was incredible. It was so weird looking. It looked surreal, and the conversation felt like maybe they weren't in the same room, but I think they were. Interesting, and uh, no translator. So they were just speaking different languages and they cut it so it was almost like they just understood, Oh, which I was into. I I don't know. No, dude, don't keep us there. No. Also, I I want to see how the sausage is made. What? I was saying it saves time. Yeah, it does. I want to see how the
0: sausage is made. No, I like the flow. No, it's
1: manipulation. You know what I'll send you? I found a, I saw a reel today of Ellen. She was interviewing a like Korean uh, guitarist and she asked her a question. They had the translator there. And the translator, it was almost like comical because she was like, oh, how long have you been playing? And the, the translator just kept talking. And she turned to her and she said, just the one question. I only asked one question, so just don't ask her other things. And then she, like, apologized and then started saying, "She, like, you know what, next question. <laughs> I'll send that to you. It's hilarious, but it's one of those things that people dig it up and they're like, hey, remember when that happened? <laughs> so I watched one more movie. Much like Clark on his birthday, uh, I finished this mere minutes before recording.
0: Is that yo? I can't believe
1: y'all watch this.
0: What the tank? Yeah, what's the movie I gave up on? Oh, you gave up on I it. I gave up on it. How far did you get? Like
1: forty minutes. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, so um, we talked about it earlier, where there's like a pressure for a thing on the show. So I've been I've been bugging Terrell. I'm like, dude, give me some recommendations, and he did. But I, here's the problem. A lot of you guys do. And then it will be on Discord. It'll be in an Instagram DM. It will be in a text. And when i am got mere minutes left, I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? I could sit down and dig through shit, but then I'll get caught up in it. Or I could just go with something. And we went with this one. And uh, the tank, honestly, um, here, let me read from IMDb. After a You know what? Here's a little warning. I have not read the synopsis on IMDb. And I do want to say that if you look up the tank from 2023, the poster indicated to me that this would be a diodrama, which is a subgenre born out of Saw, where you have a limited cast in a locked location trying to figure out how they got there and how they're going to get out. There may be puzzles. Yeah, there might be puzzles. There might be a slasher, hopefully. There might be a clown on a little bicycle. Exactly. And that's what I thought this would be. Tricycle. So I went in just from the poster, but I'm going to read from IMDb right now. After mysteriously inheriting an abandoned coastal property, Ben and his family accidentally unleash an ancient, long-dormant creature that terrorizes the entire region, including his own ancestors, for generations. See, (laughs) sometimes that would have set me up. For the movie, sure. That's why I paid the six ninety nine rental. Oh, you rent? Oh my god! Okay, so you rented it. You got forty minutes in. Where yeah. did you abandon? Oh, I don't even remember because this was this was months and months and months ago. Okay, so probably right when it came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I thought this was going to be very low budget, as often goes hand in hand with the subgenre I just mentioned. And I was kind of surprised to see, like, no, this kind of had like a Bloomhouse vibe to me. Like, it was a period piece. We're in the 70s. It was kind of giving me Conjuring. Except, I mean, clearly, this isn't James Wan. But we had a couple who owned what I kept calling an aquarium. And then, Oxana, how did you correct me?
0: Pet store.
1: She was like, it's a pet store. And I'm like, is it really worth the distinction? Aquariums that you have to correct are me? in the pet store. I I know. But the impact... the. <laughs> Chekhov's uh, biologist. (laughs) All that took place in the aquarium part. So they really, we really leaned into the talk about amphibians and like how they breathe through their skin. And this was the first hint that I was probably wrong about the subgenre I was guessing. You
0: know, some toads they birth babies out of the holes in their backs. Is that real? It's gross. Yeah, I forgot what type. Like a gremlin. Is that how gremlins are born? Pretty sure. Yeah, oh, If you feed them? I forgot what type of toad it is, but that's, they have like holes in their okay, backs yeah, and that's how the it. frog eggs come out of the holes. It's you, gross. Yeah, don't. I don't like holes. <laughs> There's a word for that. Yeah, I don't like it. Like I when you look
1: at like a sponge.
0: Or you see like holes in people's hands. I, oh, oh dude.
1: I hate that There's so There was a much. Uh, Junji Ito short that I'm, it was the first time reading a comic and I was just like I don't like looking at this. Yeah. <laughs> it was one. Yeah, that's what it was. I hate it. Um. So yeah, there was a lot of like heavy biology, like marine biology talk, and I'm like, this is weird. And then yeah, a lawyer shows up to their aquarium, and he's like, Hey, I don't know if you knew this about your mom, but she had some property. And he's like, My mom? Like yeah, you know. And then exposition. Uh, father and daughter and a sister died in a car accident and mom went to a mental institution. He's Classic like, just like store. mom. You have to, I know just like mom lying to me. Still didn't even tell us about her property. So him and his wife who oddly enough, they make this like blue collar, like uh vibe in the beginning. Like it's these two running the shop and they have to wear many hats and they're the only one. And then they fucking fuck off for a weekend. And I kept thinking during the whole movie, what about the pet shop? Who's there? Yeah. There were a hell of, there was an aquarium worth of fish there and nobody's taking care of them. It it really bothered me. I don't know why, but they're there. It's a beautiful property. And they're like, why wouldn't they tell us about this? They're going through the property. They're finding journals, all these clues. What happened? Uh, Yada, yada, yada. A uh, monster is there. (laughs) I'll just skip ahead. If, if that sounds boring to you, you're not wrong. The problem here is that the genre isn't really exploring anything new. It's kind of paint by numbers up until probably right before, right after Clark left uh, the appearance of the creature happens. Did you see the creature? I don't even remember. Okay. There's a creature in this movie that is a pretty effective hybrid of predator and alien. It is a amphibian. I believe um, early on in the film, she's talking to her daughter and she's like, you know, if we were to take this fish out of water, it would turn into a lizard. And it's like, you know, you only mention that if that's kind of like set dressing for a monster. Yeah. This kind of looks like if Geiger wasn't hired for Alien mm-hmm. and they had the mouth of the Predator. It's a uh, black, effectively creepy, slimy looking person in a like rubber suit. Kind of like the um, Rubber Man from the first uh, American Horror Story. Sure. I actually, have you seen... Anything about the new American Horror Story? No, I don't care about that. Oh, you don't care that your girl Kim K is going to be in it? No. Yeah, Kardashians are of course. In fucking, I can't deal with it. Um, it's Ryan Murphy. I know,
0: I know. He's very pop horror. So. I know, and that, that, like I respect it, and it's like it is what it is. We need yeah. him. Yeah, I don't. He yeah. does his thing.
1: I'm going to wait to hear what Randy. I has check to say in with him it.
0: from time to time.
1: Randy's he's the one assigned to cover it from our. Never seen an episode. All right. This is going to be a good one. Um, God, that first season, I watched the
0: first season. It was not good.
1: I liked them. I think I got up into the carnival one and
0: I'm like, I don't yeah. Know. I think I just, I think, you know what it was? I think it was Ryan Murphy FX fatigue. Okay. Because like even, because I will say, admittingly, I was a huge nip-tuck guy. I never watched any but of it. But I was in, you know, 20 year old in college. Like, <laughs> oh, this is cool.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I liked that he kind of brought the Tarantino, everything, every subgenre oh, in this genre. Put it down in a jar. Oh, I know. It's your first well, Tarantino reference. It's, Tarantino did this, the same thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to make a Western movie. I'm going to take all of the spectrum of the subgenres. I'm going to bring them into one movie. And he kind of does that with horror where like, you know, Asylum had UFOs and a mad doctor and Nazi stuff. And yeah, it was like everything. It was just everything in the fucking show. And it just, man, it gets old. I think the Lady Gaga one was the last one I watched. Hotel? Yeah. And it wasn't bad, but Witches. I'm like, I'm done. Um, anyway, in this movie, they don't do that. We stay pretty close to like the light action sci-fi horror genre. And other than the impressive creature, there's really not a lot here. I did like the family. I liked all the actors. Here. So you like the creature. I like the yeah. I did like the creature. Let me see if I can find a picture of it. Pull it it up. Yeah. It um. Comedy. It was very like the beauty of the xenomorph is that they kind of hide the human figure within it. Where oh, there's the mouth. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's very predator esque.
0: Yeah, uh, Randy. There, uh, there's uh, four corners of the mouth and teeth on all corners.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a monster you could lose your virginity to. Okay. And, um, you lose your penis dude, th- yeah, they don't have a lot of uh I guess on yeah, I'm not seeing any um wide shots of it here, but it kind of feels like a tremor mixed with the xenomorph there's there's a profile of the thing, it's pretty cool looking. We did watch a movie recently that has an embargo, Randy, don't you fucking say a word that uh had a very similar looking creature, which was kind of a bummer, but sometimes you know when you have something. That's so akin to something else out there. It just inspires people to check them both out. So I don't think that's a downer. But I, I like the movie. It, it actually had a bigger budget than I would have guessed. I thought it was going into like a micro-budget indie film, but this one, yeah. yeah, it felt like it had a real production.
0: I think they had to get the amphibian budget.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I think if you have like a friend who's not very into horror and they're like, what should we watch? You throw this one on. It's fine. There's something there for both of you. Three and Oh, well, now you're asking me, would I rewatch it? Oxon, would I rewatch it? I think you yeah. opened
0: up as saying you would not rewatch it. I think you would. I don't know.
1: I feel a little bad giving it a three, though. But the movie's perfectly
0: fine. That's why your rating system is flawed and
1: fucked. No, it's true because it forces me to be honest. All right, let me, let me help you out. 3.25. No, that's some hack shit.
0: You Quarter know, time. Dang, I'm, I think I'm going to have to give it a three. Randy, tell him that we can, we, uh, we now install the quarter time uh, <laughs>
1: into our regular <ranking> system.
0: <laughs> well, Randy, I try to imagine sanitation?
1: if Randy flew out here and he's like, what are we going to do other than like a lot of drugs? And I'm like, well, we could watch a movie. And he's like, <laughs> I fucking hate movies. He's like, you don't even have the Criterion channel. It's like, it's okay, dude. Come on. Let me just pull one off the shelf. We
0: got screen box now. Uh, yeah, exactly. This is very highbrow, Randy. By the way, all your amphibian talk made me think of, uh, and reptile talk made me think of my walk yesterday. What? As uh, you know, it's it's not uncommon for me to see lizards. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Lot lizards. Love love a lot lizards. love a lot lizard, <laughs> love a regular lizard. But yesterday oh, I'm happy to report that in my twelve years of living in California, I have only prior to yesterday, had only seen two snakes in the entire state oh, of California. Wow. I'm now happy to report I have seen three snakes in California. Where? Uh on this very street. Um, on the sidewalk, uh, uh, just off the ledge, um, tiny, tiny little green garden snake that maybe had been born yesterday.
1: Did you hit it with holy
0: water? No, it was a vibrant green. It was a beautiful green.
1: I just remember you hate- That maybe brown. <laughs> you hate snakes. I do not like snakes.
0: But it was tiny- <laughs> It was tiny. I saw it ahead of time. It it didn't. It kind of surprised me, but it didn't. I I was in control of the situation. It's a tiny little green snake, and I would have fucked it up. But (laughs) you need those. I remember
1: way back in the day when we um, stopped recording in the Disney dungeon, and we were floating around. We went and recorded at our buddy Marble's house. Yeah, R.I.P. And uh, she had a snake. And I just remember you saying, if she has a fucking snake out of that cage, yeah. I'm going to flip the fuck out. Yeah. And she did.
0: <laughs> no, she didn't. She's, well, we got there one time. We record there several times. And the second, one of the last, maybe the last time was uh, we get in there. and She's like, I don't know where he is. <laughs> and I'm like, well, see you later. Yeah. And of yeah. course it was like, you know, in the, the refrigerator, the heating component back there.
1: Oh, behind the fridge. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like it's a weird place to keep a heating lamp yeah. in the fridge. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, there's not a lot here. I will say, not enough kills in this movie either. The tank, three stars. Oh, there it
0: is. All right. Well, anything else, boys?
1: How long would we run? An
0: hour and a half, maybe. Hour ten. No, no. Remember, we, we lost. Yeah. I don't know what was it, something like that. Okay. Damn it. Good
1: job. I wanted to keep it shorter.
0: No, we did a good job. We did it. All right. Uh, Anything else for, uh, we got a great episode on Thursday. Uh, I think we did a pretty good job of keeping this one a secret this week. But um, yeah, Uh, stay tuned for that. And also it's for an upcoming film as well. So (laughs) (laughs) nice little secret promotion, which we'll take care of you on Thursday for that. Uh, Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, we should. Uh, you know, a lot of the guests we've had
1: on recently, all their movies have been coming out. Um, who's just came out, Oksana? Uh, I don't remember. Here, I'm scrolling through. Oh, are you talking about um, maybe Hunter Killer? Yeah, uh, Brightwood just came out, I believe, on VOD. Oh yeah. Um. Hold on, I'm going back through. Dave O'Shea, still banned. <laughs> He's still currently banned um, on YouTube, but, you know, find him on Vimeo. Randy, Vinyl Floor, how you doing over there?
2: Good. Uh, I think the day this comes out, episode seven drops? Eight? Something like that? Pick a different day. What the fuck, dude? Nah, dude, it's all good. <laughs> That's it's our no competition. Day. Hey, if you're like me <laughs> and you listen to podcasts all day throughout work, you can add another one to it, you know? Yeah, and if you're like Mickey,
1: shout out to the Defunct Three Friends podcast who listens to everything at times two speed, which means he listens to nothing. (laughs) 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 Also, um, Dan Bowers, I believe his film is now available too, Our Rivals, The Blue Hour. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, he didn't mention it when we talked to him. (laughs) The one I watched was a fucking working edit. So Uh, it's
0: actually been punched up. I also love here, and for our listeners, I'm going to let you in a little behind the curtain of the uh, production of the Overlook Hour, um, where we, we have a doc. At, at, at <laughs> to, we've been using I th- we've been using the same doc the entire show, right? I
1: very early on, yeah. yeah.
0: Like it has been, it's been added on. And we there's a lot of tabs, and it's a great tool. And you know, uh, Russ has the uh, the Google Sheets here. We've got the setup. We've got the the name of the guest. Uh, with uh, the show number and then right over there in the next column is the notes and plugs section and for Dan Bowers <laughs> notes and plugs height six foot five inches
1: <laughs> yeah I think Oxana put that there
0: it yeah. was on his fun facts on IMDb <laughs> also his alternative name is Stu Lucas
1: I don't know what that is
0: also I, I think Randy stopped recording
1: <laughs> no not
0: yet We're still oh going. no you're still going okay no, Randy's still going because Randy has to say goodbye to our listeners, which he will do right now. Randy, goodbye. That's my <laughs> trying to
2: do the uh, like sign-off uh, robotic from like Windows.
0: No, it sounds like you're doing. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Or that you sound yeah. like that redhead. It did. Bitch. Yeah, it did. Goodbye. Yeah, you did. Weakest link, dude. I right, do it again. Now do it as
2: Trump. Weakest link. We are the weakest link. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater. Facebook at the Overlook Hour and Twitter at the Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at, overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Statt. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.